0: it's time to feel the rage welcome to film rage where we talk movies in theaters streaming and classic films as well directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage my name is bryce and i'm part of the film rage crew which also includes jim hello jim
1: hey hey and
0: that is it no merman this week so man's So get ready for some technical difficulties as I perform double duty, producing this episode as well. Hopefully I can remember which buttons do what. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on.
1: You know what I love? I love saying the word duty. Duty yeah well thanks to all who've been supporting us if you love our independent podcast please support us and join the growing in fact it's actually shrinking film rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot support us by joining and adding to our membership followers you can still buy us a movie rental and dare to see a terrible movie Shout-outs to all our listeners from all over the world. All over the world? All over. We're getting listeners from everywhere. And so it's so beginning of, what is it, September? So beginning of September, we have no clear leaders other than Alberta is always leading. So thanks, Alberta. Yeah. They're the best. (laughs) They're so good. I love them. Love Alberta. Me too. (laughs) Let's have a commercial.
0: Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to CanyonMeadowsCinemas.ca Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies.
1: You got no streaming music, what's happening?
0: We didn't do any streaming last week, Jim.
1: Oh, yeah. Huh. What do you know? No streaming. No streaming. I can't dance to this. No. (laughs) Can't dance at all to
0: this. We're right into the cinema, baby. We're
1: right in the cinema. I love it.
0: All right. So let's open up with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. It's a a Marvel movie. Uh,
1: MCU. Superhero stuff. MCU guys.
0: Yeah. All right, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is Marvel's latest superhero movie. This one has a kung fu master with a past, conf- confronting his estranged father, who is the leader of the Ten Rings organization. I was not looking forward to this on any level. <laughs> I am feeling a bit of Marvel fatigue as we seem to be getting these movies spaced closer and closer together. It's like
1: every month now, it's like, oh, look, <sighs> another Marvel movie. Yes. Holy crap
0: having said that this was much better than i expected simu lu was fine as shang chi and at his side we got the always entertaining aquafina as katie some might call her mesmerizing
1: i think a lot of people do
0: The film was very entertaining all the way to the end where we got a typical motion sickness-inducing climax complete with so much CGI and blurry action that I did not have any idea of what was going on. Up until that point, this film had a chance of being Mondo. I mean, you got Ben Kingsley and Aquafina sharing the screen. Mondo. We got a pig chicken with no face. Mondo. Absolutely. We got Michelle Yeoh gracefully kicking butt. And, Mondo. and punching dicks i didn't see that the action was there the last were there the character development was there mm-hmm. this was a really good movie until the end on a side note i need more aquafina and ben kingsley um i need them to be in a movie i don't care what it is it can be yeah. a buddy cop
1: movie yeah or a, something like you know that. what okay i'm picturing it yeah remake gravity yeah. But with those two in it, and it be a comedy. There you go. Right?
0: I just need these two playing off each off of each other for 90 minutes as it would just be awesome. Anyhow, I loved a lot of this and hated the final action sequence, which made it meh. Huh.
1: What do you know? What a surprise. I mean, what do you know? What do you know? So, this movie has badass kung fu. Ladies Who Kick Ass and Punch Dicks, as already alluded to. Chicken pigs with no faces. Terrorist thespians. Evil Darth Vader-like father subplots. Tons of CGI, action, comedy. Super, super dark moments not used to in a MCU universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wasn't very typical for the MCU world. I'm pretty happy about that. But most importantly, what this had... More than any other MCU, yes, was the mesmerizing Aquafina, yes, and did. that ain't bad. Oh, no, I'll take it exactly. I thought that I would never have to say this ever again, let alone I think two, three weeks in a row now. But this movie, for I think the third week in a row, was almost the perfect movie and by perfect i mean perfect memory flashback montage cgi mcu movie there was a lot <laughs> well <laughs> if it had one more yes memory flashback montage cgi mcu movie point See, that it might have been it might have been perfect yes <laughs> i don't know if i could don't this, even try yeah no, even though this film had all things it was way too Disney way too predictable with the whole origin story superhero shtick although it's um, a bit of a common theme with evil dads turned good at the end made the ending along with the CGI fest which you had alluded to yeah. not quite as good of a movie as it could have been yep. I liked a lot of this film heck in fact, I liked this movie a lot. I love Simu Lu. I love him. I Everything I've seen him in, he's brilliant. And he's super hot because he takes his shirt off. And just a way that you should see him, kicking ass and punching dicks with the best of them. But this is an MCU. <laughs> I don't think they can make a Mondo anymore. I just don't think it's possible because it's just... Regurgitated blah. Like, it's like, okay, maybe the origin stories are a little different, but ultimately, they get to the same place where they have to meet their nemesis and then they repeat. And then they put CGI in it and then they end the movie. It's like.
0: So much CGI. I don't get it. The, The final battles in all these, I just. I just check out because there's just so much going on. And it's like, like it was a, it was a blurry mess at the end. Like there are some well, sequences where I was like,
1: Correct me if I'm wrong though. Did we not see this in 3D? Yeah, we saw it in 3D, which we, so we makes really it didn't. worse.
0: We only saw it in 3D because it just happened to work out that way that we could fit all our, we yeah. actually, it actually worked out perfectly for us. We, <laughs> yes. It we did. walked from one theater to the other. And just
1: it, it starts at the very beginning we sat of the story. down and
0: it started. It's like
1: bam, there and it is. We're not
0: talking the trailers or anything. The movie no, no, just no, bang!
1: We <laughs> missed the trailers, which was awesome, I might add. But yeah, you know what? Okay, so a question out there. So people listening, tell us if you saw this in theaters and you were lucky enough not to see it in three D, was it a mess at the end? I know some people like that. Some people like to go for all that CGI monster gibberish. Yeah, that's my new favorite word for cgi monster gibberish mm. i wonder if it was as messy
0: yeah because it, it really was i just it was just a blurry mess myself. i kind
1: of want it when it comes out i'll see it again yeah. without the 3d and see how it goes but all that being said this gets a morris and aquafina made this movie so much better but it only made it a high meh. yeah i
0: agree what but man, Ben Kingsley and Aquafina sharing the screen—I just need more of this. Oh, I, I just really want more do. of her in everything. Yeah, maybe that's the key. You just put her with with anybody. But has she ever there, made anything it, it where was, you didn't think it she... was? No, she hasn't. But it was special. It, it was truly special having Ben Kingsley and her together. It, 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 it's something that I never thought I would see in and this world. Saw, and then I saw it, and I was like, and then your life is now like, a little is, bit better for this, it.
1: This is just so right. Just so right. I think we need to sign on to the Aquafina fan club. Yeah, Film Rage collectively is madly in love with everything that Aquafina does.
0: My girlfriend Kim made me watch some music video that she did about her vagina. Perfect. And uh, it was uh, even that was mesmerizing. It
1: was pretty funny. Exactly. <laughs> she's a, she's freaking awesome. She's good. She's a good. She's a good rapper. Yes. She's a rapper. Okay. Well, as you had said earlier, we went. From speaking of rappers, yeah, we went from that movie to the very start of Mogul Mowgli, yes, which is about a British Pakistani rapper and it stars our boy Riz Ahmed, yes. So, hopefully, after Hollywood sees this movie they will realize that if you want to make a movie about a man whose life changes overnight for the worst due to mysterious illness, the only man for the job is Riz Ahmed. Yes. Because apparently he keeps nailing this role.
0: (laughs) That's the whole thing. I mean, he just played this role sort of but I don't care because he's so good. But
1: now don't get me wrong. This movie is nothing like the sound of metal. It isn't, but, but damn, similar themes. This dude can act in that role. Like, I hope he's not pigeonholed. This is the only role he can play, but if it is, I'm okay with that. Uh, You could
0: play anything.
1: Yeah. So yet again, he puts himself up as the best actor again this year. In my opinion, I would say give Riz a few more roles and Tom Hardy may have competition for the God of acting. I'm just saying. I, I do not I ever there. want to see them in a movie together. Although I really want to see them in a movie together. Do you know why I'm saying this, Bryce? Uh, because
0: then we'd have to, uh, we'd have to choose, Jim, because uh, yeah. the, the mesmerized off of, of all mesmerized yes. off would be, would be going down. Yes,
1: we have. Okay, so are you with me here? On the lady side... We have Francis McDormand. McDormand. Thank you. I just wanted you to say that. You know that, right?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And we have Viola Davis. Yes. So when those two make a movie, it'll be a sad and happy day. And when Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed make a film, it's going to be a sad and happy day. There you go. This film is so very layered and with tastes of racism and the fight for equality, importance of family and where we come from and what defines us as well as humility and compassion and some downright fucked up dream sequences. Just like every time Riz steps onto the screen, he completely takes over and doesn't let you see anyone else. Not sure if Riz has known this movie family very long, but the chemistry of him in the family was amazing. It was. Uh, and it was, it was just incredible to see this whole dynamics of this family. This film is confusing at times for what is real and what isn't as it moves through dream and reality at times. But the journey we go on to where he comes from and where he goes is well worth any confusion that we may feel at times. In fact, that is what I found very endearing about this film. The beginning shooting of this film I found very shaky and... Um, very kind of like home movie style and erratic, which matches Riz's emotions and behaviors, but as his life changes and so does the camera work, it annoyed me at the beginning of the film, but as it progressed, I really felt that this added to the rawness of his character of the film. Riz Ahmed was brilliant in this film and this Pakistani British film was mondo. My favorite line slash favorite music was pussy fried chicken. Fussy fried chicken. It was
0: delicious. There you go. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about Riz Ahmed for a while here. We
1: go go <laughs> for it. We got ours. I am. It's just you and me, baby. There
0: you go. I'm starting to think that Riz Ahmed just may be my favorite actor.
1: Over Tom Hardy? Over
0: Tom Hardy. When I see him in a film, I think to myself the same thing every time. I think no one on the face of the earth could have performed that any better. He inhabits roles unlike anyone acting today. His range and the way I connect with the character he is portraying is matched by nobody. The other thing he seems to have going for him is that he picks really good movies. Mm -hmm. And this is dating back to Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. So how was this latest film, Mogul Mowgli, that he also co-wrote and produced? Mm -hmm. Well, it was predictably so very, very good. The story of a Pakistani rapper on the verge of his big break being struck down by illness is executed with raw emotion and grace. Ahmed is of course fantastic as Zed, but the entire cast is also up to the challenges. They are also very good. Perhaps the standout of the rest of the cast would be Ali Khan as Zed's father, Mm -hmm. whose one-on-one scenes with Ahmed are some of the most effective parts of the film. This film has an energy throughout ignited by Ahmed, but the fire is kept ablaze with the rest of the cast. Mogul Mowgli was Mondo.
1: Yeah, it's, dude, I cannot tell you how much I love this movie. It was so
0: good and it's so unique and it's it's like nothing I've seen before. Yeah,
1: It's just so good. But this is, okay, this is what, you know, I harp on all the time. These are the type of movies we need to see. It's like when we saw Minari, right? Another movie that is... Now, this is, I think, a British production, but same sort of thing, right? Like, we need more stories about all people, and especially in the times we're seeing right now where we're seeing Muslims being run down in our street. Like, they need to see the humanity of other people other than an entire white-painted audience. I fucking love the fact that this was a Pakistani family. I love the fact that we got to see them at their best and their worst, and really got us to see and feel these characters. The dad and, fa- and son relationship in this is no different than any other dad and fun- yeah. son relationship. This is what people have to see. And and the fact that Riz brought this forward, I think kudos to him. Yeah. I uh, I really am afraid to see him and Artie together because I, I I I can't debate you that, you know, him making this movie, although yeah. I can't see Tom Hardy playing a Pakistani rapper. So I don't think he could have played that role. I'm telling you, man,
0: but if Tom Hardy's never co-wrote a movie as good as this. Right, but maybe Riz, that's not Riz, Riz his skill.
1: Riz Ahmed, actor, writer. What can the man do? What can he not exactly. do? Exactly. Exactly. Well, perhaps, perhaps we'll have our Riz Ahmed moment of the day later in the episode <laughs> just to know. make you happy. So you can say his name one more time.
0: Yes. <laughs> Love that guy.
1: Well, in contrast to that, we have a film that was produced and directed by someone who's not Riz Ahmed. Why don't we talk about that?
0: He's someone that's pretty darn good, though. He is
1: also pretty darn good. I mean, he's no Riz Ahmed. No, well, who he's is? Still, he's, he's still, wait, he's not mesmerizing yet. No. No, he's not.
0: Who knows? Maybe Tell who us more. Be. Um, We are going to talk about a movie called Flag Day. Um, the story of a con man's daughter as she tries to escape the shadow of her past. The film is directed and co-stars Sean Penn as John Vogel. Penn's daughter, in a genius stroke of casting, plays John Vogel's daughter. What? Yeah, her name's Jennifer. And uh, yeah, she's kind of the star of the film. And in another outside the box bit of casting, we get Hopper Dylan.
1: As Vogel's son, what? Tell me more. You say. Yeah. He said perplexingly. Yeah. So,
0: Hopper Dylan, by the way, is Sean Penn's other son, or other son. His
1: other other son. (laughs) Other other son.
0: (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we got a family
1: affair. Hopper Dylan
0: Penn as Vogel's son. Um, so it is a Penn family affair, as Jim just mentioned in this one. The one thing that is extremely evident as you watch the film is the tremendous affection that Sean Penn has for his daughter, both on screen and in real life. It comes through in every scene they have together and does add an element of realism to this true story. I will also say for the most part until the very end, this true story does seem genuine. There are no overly contrived plot twists as we are exposed to the lives of this somewhat dysfunctional family. We are also treated to some unexpected cameo appearances from the likes of Josh Brolin, Regina King, and Eddie Morrison, all in roles that would normally go to actors of a much lesser caliber. As far as the two main roles, Dylan Penn was solid and was able to hang with her father for the most part, and Sean Penn was tremendous as per usual. He was better in the last half of the film as a broken man trying to reconnect with his daughter, but he was great throughout. The one thing that bugged me about this film was the... uh, Stop me if you've heard this before. The ending. What? What?! This genuine telling of a real story got a little bit unbelievable as the climax was a little hard to fathom.
1: Mm. I
0: realized that John Vogel's story came to an end in the way that it is presented in the film. What I don't believe and what kind of sinks the movie that could have been Mondo is the fact that this just happened to be broadcast on TV and that that channel just happened to be on at the bar that his daughter Jennifer is meeting with a player in what is about to be her biggest story as a journalist. That's a lot of moving parts that came together perfectly. and Isn't I, it? It was I almost like magic. I don't buy it. It was
1: movie magic, Bryce. The way, movie magic. The
0: way this big moment in her career is happening at the exact same time as her father's final act was as convoluted as it gets. I did not need that. And this genuine, until that moment, feeling film did not need that as well. Good to great performances and a genuine feel up to the end make this film a high math
1: for me. Hmm, I think you're being a little generous, but that's just my opinion. I really
0: liked it. I know you did. Until the end where it got stupid. I know you're making that as and a And I messed crutch, up I messed up Hopper Penn's name in that for some reason. I called him Hopper Dylan, which is Hopper Dylan
1: Penn?
0: Yeah, which is not right. Is
1: there a Dylan in there anyway? There's no
0: Dylan in there. It's just Hopper Penn. Is there
1: a Dylan Penn?
0: Well there yeah, Dylan Penn is the actress that's
1: <laughs> There you go. So there's too many pens happening all at once. Yeah. I I understand it. I get it.
0: Yes. So, anyways, I apologize.
1: Flicks. I apologize to both Hopper and Dylan if you're listening. <laughs> of course they're listening. Of course they are. I just have to say, Flicks X-rated is what I want to say about that. <laughs> yes. Just FYI, our buddy Tony is from the podcast Flicks X-Raid.
0: Not X-rated?
1: No, it's oh, X-rated. So, why did you write that on my copy? I don't know. It's just what happens sometimes. All right. So, Sean Penn knows how to create moments of awkwardness throughout this entire film, going from one to another, bringing the life of Jennifer Vogel, one snippet at a time. This film has some great moments and the acting by my man, Sean Penn, is stellar as always. It is really times like these that I really miss seeing him more on screen. I really do. Mm-hmm. I need more Sean Penn and yes expect him to possibly come up later in the show but he is already mesmerizing I'm just letting everybody know the biggest problem I found with this film was pacing for me as I watched it I could not feel the spark of passion for our main character or pretty much anyone in this film I don't know if it was because of the writing or just the pacing again there are some moments of greatness those moments pretty much were when Penn was on screen. Great to see Regina King and Josh Berlin as you may mention too as cameos. As per usual, biopics most of the time spend too much time on what story they are actually trying to tell and not always getting it right. If you're missing seeing Sean Penn, then definitely go see this film. But if you're just as happy seeing Mystic River, Milk, or Dead Dead man walking for a third or fourth time. You can wait till this hits Netflix or Prime in a few months. I liked most of this film. But again, where was the editor? And who was in charge of the pacing in this film? I love Sean Penn, but this film for me was just a meh. No problem with the pacing. I didn't like the pacing. I didn't I didn't feel for her character. They didn't develop her enough for me to like her as a person. I liked So, her. yeah, she was just meh through the whole thing. It was just like I actually For the temperature for me, like for me to believe that they've either A, built the character, B, had the pacing right, or C, had enough emotion in the film. If I never look at my watch through the entire movie, to me, that means I'm glued to the screen. And I looked at my watch four times. So to me, it was kind of like, okay, how long is this movie going to be? Because I wasn't feeling it. So it has to touch me on a more deeper level, and this film did may, not bring that. Maybe out for it me. was
0: because she was sharing the screen with Sean Penn, but but legitimately, every time they were on the screen together, you could you could feel the affection that he has for his daughter. Yes,
1: but there was so many times where they weren't on screen together.
0: That's true, and
1: they kept bringing her into stories that was kind of like, okay, she was fine. She was. I, I like Dylan t- Penn. Yeah, she's she's fine. Fine does not cut it. It's it's if you're going to make a movie with Sean Penn, Fine sorry, Sean motherfucking Penn, you should try and be of the same caliber. Why wasn't his daughter Viola Davis? I don't get it. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: <laughs> it should
1: have been Viola Davis. It, then it would have been more I mean, come on. Could you imagine those two in a movie together? It would be great. Maybe not as his daughter maybe yeah, as his wife
0: might, maybe that might not have flown just because it would have been a little distracting I maybe
1: think. yeah but okay so here's a question for you yes. did you notice when he was in his younger years he really did look younger yeah, it looks so, pretty good. Yeah, like for them, I don't know what they did, if they did CGI they did. stuff or that, makeup. I don't think, or, think they did. I think it was just But makeup. no, because he, he had like, I'm looking, he didn't have his Sean Penn he, wrinkled
0: face. Like but he didn't He spent all, too much time in Haiti like, in the sun. He didn't look like all plastic, like the Irishman.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Right? Yes. Which was terrible, by the way. Thank you for reminding me yeah, of, like, of my good. rage of I a couple like, years ago. That
0: movie was good.
1: It was not good. But anyway, <laughs> I, I agree with you. It looked so realistic. Like, yeah, I right. was really thinking. So either the
0: technology's
1: gotten a lot better or they got some pretty good makeup people. Or, yeah, maybe Sean Penn does a good job at that part in his direction. Anyway, I, I think. Maybe he has the ability
0: to just fill out his wrinkles for short periods of
1: time. <laughs> he, does, he does a blowfish kind of thing? Like, yeah, maybe. I don't
0: know. I don't know what Sean Penn... Like Sean Penn can do a he's lot of ma-
1: stuff. He's pretty magical. He I gotta say. Well,
0: he could probably do that. I'm not saying he could walk around like that for days, but he could probably maintain that for 10 minutes. He didn't look puckered, though.
1: like yeah. He looked like he was more pursed yeah. as opposed to puckered. Maybe we should move on. Yeah, maybe. What the hell? Why don't we talk about something else? <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Rage, sweet, sweet rage. Oh, I love nice slow building rage I didn't have anything that caused me too much grief this week But I think what I'm going to rage about Is what you kind of had alluded to And maybe it's going to lead right into your rage I don't know But can we please not have so many fucking MCU films All in one year Like I just I don't want to see that many MCU movies that's my rage. That's the basis of my rage this week. Is as much as I loved seeing Aquafina in the film. First off, she wasn't in it long enough. But second of all, is I'm 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 kind of punch drunk from superhero movies. Oh, I, and I've brought this up in the past. Remember when a super
0: Hero Movie was like an event. Yes, you'd it was only, a special. You'd only get like one a year. Yes. And you'd get it and it would be so exciting. It was a big, the big blockbuster of the summer. Spider-Man. And that was it. You got the one. Yes. And then you'd have to basically wait another freaking year before you got another. And you, you're Or so maybe ample. at
1: Christmas, you'd get a surprise. You yeah, might get one. Yeah.
0: But you would get like two maximum a year and usually just one and it was a it was an event and now we're it seems like we're getting one every how other many month. did
1: how many did we seen i don't can know can you remember
0: well i mean it's just not the mcu i mean if you include everything we also got the suicide squad
1: in there yeah we got black so widow DC, yeah. and we got which is mcu
0: yeah and then we got
1: um g- 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 something I else my. i know it's been more and there's, we get we're getting more. home comp like Homecoming well, 2.0. I think there's like four
0: more before the end of the year. What four more? That's yeah, like we're in that...
1: September, October, November, December. That's three months. Yeah, because we're gonna get this, the the. Carnage. Carnage, which I'm excited about.
0: Um, we're going to get the... Um, the Spider-Man
1: was, dude with... Spider-Man. Doc, octopus yeah.
0: and... And then that... Uh, and mor- Cumberbunds. Cumberbunds. or or what, what is it?
1: Oh, the inter- the internal organs or whatever oh, they're called. Yeah, whatever. The hemorrhoids. That's, that's coming the humanoids up the of, end the deep, of the deep, Whatever they're called. Yeah. The Eternals. There and you go.
0: I think there's one or two others. I don't
1: know. Yes, like, come on. Like, I'm already... Yeah, I already long. don't want to see the Eternals. The, the movie looks terrible. Yeah. And and the Spider-Man movie also looks terrible. It's like it didn't I didn't like it. It's like it's like seriously, um you're going to first off lie to your partner Cumberbun about about uh you're not going to give Spider-Man his wish. It's like why would you even lie about that? That's not even your character. You don't lie to people. You're freaking Stephen Strange. You're honest. You're like you're like the Bryce of superheroes. There you go. <laughs> you're the teller of truths. You don't piss around with shit like that, that and, is, then, and then and then
0: that's but by the way that's my superpower jim is it telling the truth, telling the
1: truth. <laughs> so i don't get it like i'm just like come on i'm sick of it i i don't know that's my rage all right just cut it out mcu
0: cut it out mcu be better or, 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 or not, not at a, all not even you, be better just just not too, much. too just much not at all I keep it to like two movies a year yeah that's it two Okay.
1: Okay. Stop me if you've
0: heard this before.
1: I haven't. Oh, today. you have. I haven't
0: today. Actually, you have today even. Okay. I am so unoriginal. I'm sure I've raged about this before, maybe even earlier in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but can we get better endings to movies? This week, we, we almost got three Mondos from me. But because of overstuffed or convoluted or both endings, two of those films got mez. Flag Day could have got a mondo if it weren't for its overly convenient ending that took a genuine story and made it much less effective with a convoluted sequence at the end. And Shang-Chi just turned into a special effects mess of motion that had me checking out before the end of the film. 90% good is not as good as
1: 100% good. That
0: is my rage.
1: Can I just throw on the top of your uh, funeral pyre burning away there? Yes. As um, the same thing with acting. I already alluded to this earlier in the episode. Fine for acting doesn't cut it. Sometimes it cuts it. It does not cut it. If you're gonna cast a movie, don't make it fine. Make it great every time. And that includes endings.
0: There you go. Ah.
1: Uh. Rage, subsiding. Pulse, slowing. Anger fading. Howdy, I'm Casey, the host of the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Are you curious about photography? Perhaps you run a creative-minded business. Then you'll want to tune in to the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Episodes feature stimulating interviews and discussions as well as a little bit of totally useless information, all set inside the frame of a science fiction comic book adventure. So what are you waiting for? Adventure awaits. Head over to nerdyphotographer.com or find the Nerdy Photographer Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Well, 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 the moment we've all been waiting for. And with Murray not here, there's a pretty good chance we may actually see people removed from the mesmerized list. I have hope people. If if Bryce saw the same movie that I did and not the other glad he, glad he ate her movie. The one with Brian Dennehy? Yeah, I not that movie. one. Not that one, the other one, the other, other gladiator. So Bryce, write on a piece of paper or unless you've got it already in print somewhere where we can see it, we're gonna... So, just to remind people, if you haven't heard last week's episode, and if you're not familiar with our lists, go on our website, filmrageyyc.com, and look at our lists episode, and... Or episode, look at our lists, which we break down afters that are mesmerizing. We also have the Undoubted, we have the Doubted, and we have the Repulsive. So last week, the Merman brought for us the movie Gladiator, because it actually has three of our mesmerized people. Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, and Dimon Husson? Sure, That's not bad for me. So we have to decide, Bryce and I, who was the most mesmerizing from the film Gladiator? The, if we agree, one, two of those people are gone from the list. Maybe never to return. Maybe. Maybe. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Richard Harris. He's not on the list. You got to pick somebody else. Oh, no. I messed up. Dimon. You sabotaged. He was pretty amazing, though. He was I? I pick Joaquin Phoenix, ah, crap. and because when I saw this movie, I, d- I don't think I'd ever seen Joaquin in anything. Like I just I don't remember him in anything. And I I thought when I saw a this lot of movie, stuff this. yeah, maybe, but I mean, nothing that I really like. We go back and see what he was in. I'm just going back here, I, I'd never seen anybody as creeped out who was so attracted to his sister and a bunch of other creepy level that he has. He had a lot going on. He had so much going on. But he, I don't think he was any, like, okay, so before before Gladiator, who was in a movie called The Yards, 8mm, I don't even remember him in that. Was he a big part in that? He had a pretty big role in that, was I it? thought. Clay Pigeons. Clay
0: Pigeons, he was Return to
1: Paradise. Yeah, I'm not doubting it. I'm just like, I don't remember him as the main actor. I don't know
0: what Return to Paradise is.
1: It's a movie where he someone returns to paradise. Yeah, he played sounds... a character named Lewis. Lewis. With Vince Vaughn and Haish.
0: Really? Oh, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was
1: all right. Yeah, but is he like the main guy? No, he's not the main guy in that. I yeah, so that's what I mean, like, so anyway, this is to me was one he was like one of his main character roles, oh, yeah. and I thought he was, I thought it was brilliant. I I can't argue with you. He yeah. Damon did a great job. Yeah, he wasn't in it enough. I felt so, but I mean, it was R- R- it was unfair because the two of Joaquin and him weren't really together. It was Russell Crowe and him, so it was kind of like. He was just blowing Russell Crowe right out of the water. Wow. It's, you know. It's no competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. If those were the two, then yeah. Yeah, it would have been gone.
0: would have been gone.
1: Okay, so. A
0: ding-dang-dong.
1: A ding-dang-dong. We didn't lose. We could have lost Russell Crowe if Bryce would have picked the right name. Uh, but that brings up the, the discussion. Are you ready to watch some more Oliver Reed movies? Because Oliver Reed was pretty damn good in there too.
0: Oliver Reed was very good in there. Richard Harris was very good. Like yes. I honestly, Richard Harris, I think, was the most mesmerizing person in that movie.
1: I still think Joaquin. It's, it's, it would be a tough yeah. decision for me between right. those two for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Damn you. Sorry. We could have had it. Uh, I dropped the ball. You did. Uh, well, and just to remind everybody, Sean Penn... Is already on our mesmerized list. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Why would he not be? I mean, I don't know. He's, he, he, It's like kind of a given. Like he's he's pretty much a film god. Let's, fame. Let's face it.
0: So, did you see that email that uh, that uh, Murray
1: sent us, where what's there's that?
0: like five people in the same movie? That... No, I
1: didn't see that movie. That what is it? What is what's uh, this one?
0: It is. Oh, I did not friends. see this. Uh, Maybe I just didn't did read
1: it, did... it. Yeah, you should have read it. Do you remember? No. Why don't I remember? Anything. Ever.
0: I'm so old and dumb these days.
1: It Well, I'll give you the old. The dumb part, you're not really that dumb. Uh, except in your pick. Okay, wait a minute. Generous. Oh, here it is. For the next Mesmerize Off, yep. I have Burn After Reading, which right. has Francis McDormand, J.K. Simmons, Richard Jenkins, Tilda Swinton, and John Malkovich. Oh, oh my God! God. I was, can't wait to rewatch this. And that
0: would be Francis McDormand. Thank you. Not Nick McDormand. I don't know why you've got this weird mental block with that name.
1: <laughs> I've been calling her that for years. She hasn't corrected me. It's just uh, you. Yeah. You're the only one that has a problem with it. She's perfectly fine with it.
0: Uh, you think so, do you?
1: <laughs> Maybe. All right. Oh, my God. This is... Okay. That's there's too crazy, many, right? There's too many. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I'm looking at that list. Yeah. And we've got... Okay. So we know Francis McDormand... Is uh, is the A McDormand? Is the A right? We know that her and Viola Davis. We know that, but we also know Tilda Swinton well, is that, also what I was A. just about to
0: say is Tilda Swinton, Swinton is also is not A. Not too far behind those two. Right. We'll see. We'll see and, how it is in this. And
1: season. I'm saying Richard Jenkins makes oh, the A team. Oh man. But J.K. Simmons, I I love him. Yeah. He's not quite up. He's it. not. He's not at Richard Jenkins level. Nope. And same with Melkovich. Nope. Malkovich has dropped the ball lately.
0: Malkovich has gotten just a little too campy as of late. Yes. He's kind of doing it. He's kind of doing... He's kind of fallen into that uh, that uh, Robert De Niro where he's doing Robert De Niro. Yes. John Malkovich now he's does doing John, John Malkovich, Malkovich Yeah, it's in every like, role. It's
1: like when he was in that movie being same John al Malkovich. Malkovich.
0: Just al, same as Al Pacino. Al Pacino just does Al Pacino. I
1: know. Like I've said, Al Pacino has two speeds. Yes. I take a flamethrower this
0: place. Yeah. Or whatever
1: it was. Like. And his other one. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the other one is. But yeah. So I don't know. To me, it's going to be between three. Probably. I really think. It's going to be Francis. I'm actually looking forward to watching McDormand, that.
0: McDormand. I love Burn after reading it. It was a good McDormand. movie. McDormand. <laughs> yes. Very good.
1: <laughs> it's going to be Richard Jenkins and it's going to be Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. That's Swinton. my vote. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: going to be one of those three. There's no question. I,
1: actually, I never thought that. Oh my god, I'm so worried now because I love Tilda Swinton too. Yeah,
0: this is gonna be dicey. You, you know, see.
1: you know what? We also have to go back and watch. Though, <laughs> the don't thing you?
0: is, is that they're all gonna remain. We're on gonna have to
1: because. <laughs> Because you're going to pick Tilda Swinton, and I'm going to
0: pick Francis McDormand. No, but if Murray's here, he's going to pick John Malkovich. I just know he is. I don't know. He's a a huge
1: Francis fan. Is he? Yeah, he's a huge Francis fan. I think he's going to pick John Malkovich.
0: I'm going on the record right now, and he's not going to listen to this podcast. Yep. I'm going on the record right now, and we'll see if I'm right. He will pick John Malkovich.
1: Okay, and I'm saying he's going to pick Francis McDormand if he's back.
0: I think we should put a little wager on this. I don't know what we'll wager. Movie
1: rental. Movie rental. Movie rental? Yep. All right. Okay. And if it's neither, we just make Murray buy for us. (laughs) For not showing up this week. That sounds excellent. Let's do that. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay, so here's another question we have to answer. Yes. And we're going to have to watch this coming up. We just added Dev Patel on the mesmerized list. We did. And you know what was out last year? I don't. The History of David Copperfield. It was. And you know who's in The History of David Copperfield? (laughs) Uh Dev Patel and Tilda Swinton.
0: And Tilda Swinton's in it, yeah.
1: Let's You know, up. it was good it was good that he was on there for at least a couple weeks. Well, <laughs> here's the thing.
0: If we don't get to it before burn after eating and <laughs> Tilda swinton isn't our pick, yeah, then he might not he be have rough. to worry about it. <laughs> he's a he's a luck by you know it's like when you're when you're in the when you're in the, uh, you know, like the NCAA tournament, yes. where there's like 64 teams in there, yep. and you happen to miss the number one seed because some upstart Cinderella team knocks them off, exactly, then you don't have to face them, exactly. <laughs> and that's the situation he's hoping for.
1: He's cheering like hell for those other. <laughs> Because if, if they can somehow Francis, knock her off, if Francis McDormand can knock out Tilda Swinton, then Dev Patel's safe.
0: But if she
1: can't, oh, I wouldn't will, want to be Dev Patel. I don't even. Uh, to be honest, we don't have to actually rewatch that movie. No, it's a we given. Don't. It's, done. it's so Tilda Swinton that movie. Yeah. It, even oh, though he owns, he was great. Absolutely, he was mesmerizing. But he's no Tilda But when Swinton. he's right beside Tilda Swinton, it was it's game over. Yeah all right oh, sir. this was the best lists that was a good conversation it was it was yeah i hope everybody is listening is as, as excited about it as we are let us wow. know okay so you know we have a lot of listeners that tell us a lot of stuff through social media and email and stuff but if you guys aren't telling us if you agree with our mesmerized list and if our undoubted or a doubted list let us know what you think send us a message tell us who you're rooting for I'll yes. be doing some social media about this because it's a big banger of so many people. It is. It's crazy. And if we added Brad Pitt onto the mesmerized list, it oh would be yeah. even bigger. I forgot he's in it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's big in it. He's
0: not mesmerizing though. He's,
1: he's very good. Yeah. And
0: there are times when he is, but he's not consistently for me.
1: 100%. Uh, he's fine at times. And that's something I don't like to say.
0: And other times he's fantastic.
1: Other times he's mesmerizing. all right last week on rage or dare bryce pulled what could possibly be the scariest film ever pulled from any rage bag ever when he pulled the remake of endless love yes that's right
0: they remade it
1: there was a remake so you can imagine how this may end up this week I will have to go back to Bryce's bag. And as he promised last week, and I put in quotes, the gloves are off, Jim. So let's hope that I may get my comeuppance. I'm not saying I will, because I don't think there's anything in that bag that comes close to the remake of Endless Love. Why don't we check in with Bryce and see if the remake of Endless Love Can hold a candle to our good friend Brooke Shields' version or was this in fact the worst thing that Bryce has ever seen? (laughs) And I cannot be more happy. I don't think I've laughed as hard as I did last week when I knew you pulled this movie. You know
0: what? I'll you, You're laughing pretty hard. I will say no, Endless Love is not the worst thing that I have
1: ever seen. Is it close? Is it in the bottom 10?
0: It's, however, definitely on the short list.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: It is a parade of thinly imagined characters in a sappy, uninspired film packed with romance cliches and a series of situations that will give you a headache from the violent eye rolls that you are sure to endure. The original with Brooke Shields was at least so epically bad that it was kind of funny, Funny? which makes it almost watchable on that level. This one actually had competent actors but they were delivering such an incompetent dialogue that the experience could not be enjoyed (laughs) on any level. (laughs) There is a simple story in here about obsessive teenage love that could have been a watchable movie, but instead we got a lot of overplotted yet forgettable drivel, complete with a head-scratching ending that made little logical sense. This was bad, very, very bad. It was a rage. Yes. It was. There are scenes in this where, like, I don't even know what (laughs) that, like, what? Why is Bruce Greenwood starring in this garbage? He's not a bad actor. He he didn't have to be in this. He needed a a
1: paycheck, I guess. No. he, He
0: didn't need a paycheck. This was put out at a time where he was getting steady acting gigs. How does he pick up this script and say, yes, I need to be in the remake of Endless Love? I get all the other people that are in it. Why is he in it? He was making money. There was no reason for Bruce Greenwood to say, yeah, sign me up for the remake of Endless Love. Like, this is something I, I gotta do. This is
1: my dream job. It's like, what is going on? <clears throat> I've it been was, waiting for awful. the remake of this my entire life. It was so For someone bad. to finally make this movie right again. It's like, and... and I could just imagine his agent handing him <laughs> the script and him going, yeah, let's do it. I don't, like, Who, why? How, yeah, okay, so that brings on a bigger question. Uh, Why do good actors make these terrible movies? Like, uh, what kind of paycheck could they have given him that would make him... Like, they I kind of want to know this kinda, information now. They
0: had to pay him extra, didn't they? Like, this couldn't have been just what he regularly made. Yeah,
1: what's your regular rate, rate? for we'll, making... We'll tack on, a, you know, a couple, of, couple, couple of, hundred thousand? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how... was the budget of yeah. Endless Love 2.0? Oh, so bad. So very, very I'm bad. I'm so happy. Okay, so... What is the worst movie you've ever seen? Can you imagine? Know. I can't. Well. Okay, so what's the worst thing you've pulled from all of the bags that you can remember? You're asking me. Don't put me on the spot. Jim. Was it? Don't was know. it? Um, Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Was it when we watched Top Gun again? Oh. <laughs> 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 the
0: horrifying memories that you're bringing up. Yeah, we watch a lot of bad, Jim. Yes, we did. Someday, maybe we should do that, but we should go through our <laughs> all the rage movies that we've watched.
1: Oh, mine is already carved uh, I know, in stone. I know you've
0: got it carved in stone. I've got, I've, Nothing's beat it yet. To, I would have to go back. I wouldn't actually watch them again. No, God no. I would have to go back and, and list them all it. off. Relive
1: and, it in your mind.
0: And, and figure out which. But, yeah, there is a lot of bad. Other than the fans' rage bag, which I tend to enjoy for some reason, I
1: seem to pull the biggest pile. Yeah, you pull some bad duty. ones. Duty. Yeah. You know what? We started with duty. Yeah. And we're going to end with you, duty. You just like saying duty. Who doesn't? So and you actually you gave are, us double duty. You are pulling from my bag this week. dude. Speaking of get. speaking of duty. Let's see what I'm you kind get. of excited. And I'm, what is it? What I've was, been watching is too it? many. This movie's a lot of good. Down to you. Down to you. I don't think I know this movie.
0: It's, it's really, Should I know this movie? I think maybe.
1: Who's in this?
0: Uh, probably some quality actors. I'm guessing. I'm trying to remember. Uh, is this another? Oh um, wait,
1: this has what, like some of my favorite. Has, what's your favorite habit? actresses in it. It's got Selma Blair. Yep. Julia Stiles, she's yep. she's a knockout. Freddie Prince Jr., isn't he even Canadian? <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., that is. It's that got is. Henry Winkler, who's not going to love this movie. And it's going to be so good, right? I I almost want to buy this movie. You should buy this movie. I might I might go buy it right now.
0: Freddie Prince Jr. By the way, Mm-hmm. after uh, yeah, well, I think we uh, uh, I, I'm going to write down the name Freddie Prince Jr. because I'm pretty sure he's doubted. Yeah. Oh, you we'll, mean... We'll talk about that If he's week. not,
1: he's pretty repulsive, I imagine. Yes. That, right? There's no So question. I have to see the mo- 2000 movie. If we can find it, you know the rules. Oh, I've got to find, find it legally. You'll find it legally. I don't know. Usually some of these movies are so bad, no one wants to keep playing them. Everybody, <laughs> everybody
0: loves Freddie Prinze Jr.
1: Do they? What's the last thing he's been in? I don't know. And don't say your dreams. Because <laughs> it's more like nightmares. Okay, we're just gonna find out what he was in last. Yes, just so that everybody knows, he was in. I have watched
0: this, by the way. You have? Yeah, I went to a lot. I'm of proud of you. In he was
1: in a new TV series from 2021, where I think it's gotta be a voice. Star Wars: The Bad Batch.
0: Yeah, that's has to be a voice because it's animated, Jim. I think
1: so. No, I know so. Oh, he plays the voice of. Kanan Jaris, in the Rise of Skywalker. Too. I am sure so glad you told me that, Jim. So he's apparently not doing a lot of acting; he's just doing voiceovers. That's acting. Voice acting.
0: And yeah, is voice acting.
1: But we don't consider it acting, because yeah, well, then we would include
0: it. It doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get you on any lists or off of any lists.
1: Or <laughs> So we have to go back quite a ways to see when he was. He was in a movie called Killer Skin, which I love the name of that. It's by the way, it's got a good name, Killer Skin. It's a one minute. It's only. <laughs> it's a one minute movie. It's a one Coming minute to movie. Come into
0: a theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> Shell out that thirteen
1: bucks. So you can you get watch. to see one minute one of, of Freddie Prince. Prince. I'm on board. There you go. Well, next week you're going to get to hear me talk about Down to, Down you. to you. Yes. And a lot more. Because we're going to see, I think, one movie and then we're going to be doing a bit of streaming.
0: A whole lot of streaming, I think, because I don't think a whole lot's coming out this
1: week. No, we're back to being pissy because we're getting fucked over in Alberta wah, for films. Wah, wah. This totally pisses me off. Alright. Thank ra- Thanks Ragers for listening. Some super rage love to our members, James and Philip, for their continued financial support as well as moral support. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlin, Bex Goos, Tony, and Nat for their artistic contributions to our show. You can find their homes in our show notes. So go check that out. Thanks for sponsor, Canyon Meadows Cinemas. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help. As we continue to fight our way out of COVID, find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at filmrageyyc. Follow us at Audia, which is A-U-D-E-A dot I-O and search filmrageyyc for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything filmrage at com, including our merch site for red, Bubble and Tea Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe and send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on.